Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When your baby cries and there's no end in sight, do you ever wish you had an instant trick to calm him down? Maybe you saw that viral video a few years ago in which a father puts his baby girl to sleep using the OM chant. You might more frequently hear in yoga class than in a nursery. Now you want to know, can I do that too? And what other sounds or frequencies would do the trick? We're here to answer these burning questions and more to help arm you as a new parent with some extra soothing techniques. This is Newbies. He's gorgeous. Um, it's a girl. Surprise! The whole family's here! So when are you having the next one? It's just poop. Ready for another? Wow, you look really tired. Ready to go back to work? Yellow poop? Seriously? Did you sterilize this? Sex? Now? You've got to be joking. You should sleep when the baby sleeps. She doesn't look anything like you. I thought you already had your baby. I did. Babies don't come with instructions, so there's newbies, helping new moms and new babies through the first year. Welcome to Newbies. Newbies is your online, on-the-go support group, guiding new mothers through their baby's first year. I'm Natalie Gross, mom to a three-year-old boy and a girl on the way. We've got a great show today talking about frequencies. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to visit our website at newmommymedia.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter, which keeps you updated on all the episodes that we release each week. Another great way to stay updated is to hit that subscribe button in your podcast app. And if you're looking for a way to get even more involved with our show, then check out our membership club. It's called Mighty Moms. That's where we chat more about the topics discussed here on our show. And it's also an easy way to learn about our recordings so you can join us live. Now let's meet today's panel of guests, our expert who goes by Dr. Val, our other expert, Marsha Walters and moms, Cheryl Sabo and producer Sunny Galt from our very own new mommy media team. So welcome everyone. As we get started, I would love for you all to introduce yourselves to our listeners, share a little bit about your experience as either a frequency expert or a mom that brings you to this conversation today. So Dr. Val, do you want to kick us off? Sure. I am a retired naturopathic physician who was an emergency NICU RN before that for many years. And I have been playing around with frequencies, um, both with people and with plants, for quite some time. And even went into a lot of scalar stuff. Um, And let me explain that first. Scalar waves are natural. They're basically from our thoughts. And people have, you know, talk about them being used as weapons and all that kind of stuff too. Well, your thoughts can be weapons. It's all frequency. But the way to look at scalar is like a, a string of Christmas lights. 
chaser lights, you know, and one goes on after the other. So when you're manifesting or using scalar energy, then you're directing your intention, you know, the frequency of your thought at a particular thing. And it's kind of like your favorite golden retriever. You know, it goes bing, 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 down the line, finds what you want and comes back. Bing, 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 bing. And so the scalar is termed a standing wave of consciousness. And it's just frequency. So if that kind of freaked you out, don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, it's just frequency. <laughs> Everything is frequency. We are frequency. The world is frequency. Everything in the world is frequency. Thank you so much for that introduction. Marsha, what brings you to this conversation? I come at frequency from a little bit of different path. I have a PhD in electrical engineering. So we look at frequency very scientifically. Frequency is just a more scientific way of talking about vibration. And that frequency is typically measured in hertz, which is cycles per second. And as a natural frequency, there's so many things in nature. Everything does move in a frequency, but we don't always realize it. I think it's very simple to look at things like pendulums, at the ocean waves, and even having a mother rock her baby in a chair. All these things are frequencies. And moreover, every atom, cell, and electron in our body is vibrating at a certain specific frequency that so that our body organs vibrate at a certain frequency. So in addition to having a PhD in electrical engineering, I've also uh, practiced many years as an alternative healer. And so from that aspect, I use primarily sound, but sometimes light and, uh, and sometimes um, vibration from electrical instruments like Rife machines and things that create a frequency specifically for healing for the physical body. And I, uh, I'm also I'm a mother. My daughter is uh, no longer a baby, but, <laughs> but I have uh, very, very many memories about when she was a baby. And people use rhythm and frequency all the time without even thinking about it, without even calling it that. So bringing it into the scientific realm, what we call frequency, gives it a more definitive uh, pattern of up and down, in and out. It's, It's the natural ebb and flow of the universe. Awesome. Thank you so much for that overview as well. Cheryl and Sunny, tell us kind of how you got interested in this topic. Cheryl? Hi, everybody. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me to be part of this fascinating discussion. I've been like scribbling down notes already (laughs) from Dr. Val and Marsha. I'm so excited to learn more about this. So I'm a mom and I'm also a music teacher for early childhood. So I have brand new mommies in my classes with their little babies and dads and grandmas and caregivers too. But it's such a joy to watch uh, new parents start to understand the power of their voice to influence their family's well-being. And I got to experience that firsthand with my little ones uh, many years ago. (laughs) They're now teenagers. So that's been really fun. But I'm also a yoga teacher. So I love all these different ways in of feeling my body as a frequency delivery system (laughs) as part of, you know, if you think of my body as a little microcosm and the whole earth, the whole universe as more of the macrocosm, right? So I'm just a little piece of it um, in a moment, a snapshot in time. But I've really been 
so fascinated about how the human voice and specifically the voice of a parent can shift a mood and a dynamic and a whole family system and a whole family's energy in moments by taking that breath and becoming humming, singing, vibrating human being. It's really fascinating. So I can't wait to hear more and learn more today with you. Awesome. Sunny. Yeah. I mean, I feel like all y'all are experts compared <laughs> to me on this. I am a mom. I guess I'm an expert at being a mom. I have four little ones. I did not know about frequencies, the important of frequencies, everything being a frequency when they were little. And now I'm seeing these videos pop up. Like you said, Natalie, in the intro, there's that one video of that dad that's just going, um, the baby was freaking out before. And the moment he does that, he continues to do it. The baby just puts this grin on its face and becomes so pleasant and calm. And I'm going, oh my goodness. At one point I had four children ages three and a half and younger. And I really could have used that. <laughs> so I'm just a big fan in general. Uh, I think this is a topic that we don't talk about. We don't know enough about our bodies and how we interact with things and nature in general. And so this is a fascinating topic and uh, I'm excited to learn about how we can incorporate this into our families. Awesome. Well, thank you everybody so much for being here. And now that we have met our guests and have a clearer definition of what frequencies are, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be learning more about what this all has to do with your baby. Stay tuned. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Today on Newbies, we're talking about frequencies and how they help calm babies. Marsha, what can you tell us about natural frequencies? I know we've kind of already started on this discussion, but you know, like a mom's heartbeat that can help soothe babies. What do we need to know? Well, some of these things, natural frequencies, we, we already do naturally. You know, there are certain things that we do to soothe the baby, like hold them to our heart. And, and I know when, when my daughter used to get uh, upset and there was not much I knew to do with her, I'd put her in the car and put her in her car seat and go for a long drive. And that would, that would always work. And we use things like rocking the baby naturally. And, and like we've talked before, the, the sound of the human voice just talking to the baby or singing to the baby or certainly uh, those very, very natural things that we uh, we can do. Sometimes we need reminding to remind ourselves that we have the power within us most often. Sometimes, of course, we have to go to to some experts, but generally speaking, the power is within us to calm and soothe our, our child just by holding them to our heart or put them in a rocking chair or if all else fails, put them in the car and go for a ride. I think when people first hear about frequencies, they automatically think of music. So 
what exactly does music have to do with frequencies? And are there good and bad frequencies in music specifically when we're talking about this concept of, you know, soothing or calming your baby? Dr. Val or Marsha, any thoughts there? Music is so important from the very first moment of conception. You want to play music to the baby in the womb. And you want it to be something that's beautiful music, that's uplifting, 432 hertz, so it's healthy and healing for the DNA. But you also want to do things that are um, mathematical. So Bach and Mozart are the two main composers that you would want to be playing because it helps develop the left side of the brain. And then if you keep them um, with music throughout their young lives, you're actually going to develop both sides of the brain, which, by the way, is how you get genius. You know, one side or the other dominant is not necessarily really good, but uh, most people at the best are maybe 60-40. That would be considered, you know, really amazing to have that. However, 50-50 is where you want to get because you have two different sides of the brain. And the right side is more oriented to music and the arts, and the left side is analytical and math, but you need both. And for instance, foreign language and stuff, it's actually, it resides in the right side of the brain, not the left. So when you have the two of them actually working together, you have a genius. And then, of course, you nurture and everything else, and that the music helps to balance them. So that's my two cents for it. Go ahead, Marsha. Sure. Uh, thanks, Dr. Bell. I'd like to add a little bit to that. Sometimes we think, uh, when we think of music, uh, we think of a certain frequency. M music actually has uh, layers, like, like so many different things. There are frequencies within the music. There's a frequency of the note, and then there's the frequency of the song, for instance. So the frequencies that we really like are the ones that are natural. And so how do we know what's natural? We can look at our heartbeat, for instance, the rhythm of our heartbeat. So classical music, uh, as a rule, fits very well into this. And, and the waltz, the waltz, not that we play waltz too much, but the one, two, three, the steady, equal intervals of the music. For instance, uh, you don't want to play your, your baby rap music, for instance, uh, because of the syncopated beat or it gets out. It leaves that natural frequency and it goes to more of ba-bum, ba-bum, ba-bum. And you'll notice that, you know, if you happen to be a fan of rap, rap music and you play it in your home with your baby, it's very likely to make your, your child very irritable or even angry. So there's frequencies within frequencies. The, the simple rule of thumb is, is it in tune with your heartbeat, with the, t with the, the major function of your body? Okay. How does the average parent who's not musical know, you know, if, if this is 432 hertz or 440? Like, how, how does the average parent go about kind of pecking and choosing the frequencies that are good or bad? Or the, the, they would want to choose the ones that are good, I'm assuming. But how do they go about differentiating? Um, they won't <laughs> unless they, they look for the 432 hertz or the what we call the solfeggio frequencies, which is it's a different kind of frequency attuning to the musical instruments that is still not hit the mass consciousness. So someone would have to be aware of what the solfeggio frequencies are and the 432 hertz, which we call the God note, which doesn't mean that all music that's, that's not in line with this, 
what we know now, the solfeggio is is bad, because any music that goes with the rhythm is better than music that that goes with a syncopated beat or out of the rhythm of life. Now we can talk more about this if you like, but the solfeggio fr- frequencies were, in a in a nutshell, frequencies that were lost to us. They were the frequencies uh, of ancient chants, and somewhere along life's way, all the musical instruments became uh, tuned to a different set of frequencies than the solfeggio. So unless someone is very aware of these frequencies, and the solfeggios are, are basically, uh, the frequencies have been rediscovered. For instance, uh, middle C is five, uh, or C in general, is 528 hertz. That specifically is a frequency that we call the miracle frequency that science has actually done testing, that it actually heals the DNA in the DNA blueprint. So unless people become aware of these self-IGO frequencies and look for them, they will not probably not find them. But one thing that we can do now is, for instance, take your favorite music that is most likely going to be tuned to the not to the solfeggio and there are converter programs uh apps that are available online where you can actually change them over to the the notes so each individual note has to be retuned in a song to those of the solfeggio frequencies and that can be done by an app for instance that's so interesting cheryl i'm kind of thinking of you you're an early childhood music teacher you know as well as a yoga teacher like you mentioned does any of what's been said stand out to you and how do you put this into practice in your class if at all yeah oh that's such a great question especially thinking about you know all this great information and i am a researcher i love to learn i love to hear and explore the ideas but then i think it was sunny you were saying you know it's time, you know, it's go time. I've got four kids, I have two, but you have, you know, it's time, the children are there. How does this, you know, pan out in day-to-day practice or in a class? And I, you know, I love gathering the information and I love thinking about the, the history of music. My degrees are in flute. I have two degrees in flute performance. And when I was deciding about what to do for school, I really went with flute because I liked the way it connected to my breath. I enjoyed the way it felt to take a breath and produce a tone. And I enjoyed the timbre. I enjoyed the sound of the flute. And I don't know why. I'm sure Dr. Val and Marsha could explain it to me if we had another episode to to spend on it. But when I sing, when I produce tone with my vocal cords and I play my flute at the same time, it doesn't sound very good to the outside world. However, something happens I tune my own body, literally tune my vocal cords to match the pitch or the frequency that is being produced by my breath and by the length of the tube of my flute. And when I go back to playing my flute normally, then there is a resonance there. Even just thinking about it, I'm getting like a little weepy and jittery because it is, it is different. That, that tuning of my own physical body to the, the, you know, quote, right frequency to match the flute is amazing. And I feel like parents can match the frequency of their voice to their children's needs. In other words, if I'm going on and on to my teenagers or if I'm getting nervous because there's a a group of 12 one and a half year olds running around (laughs) in circles, for example, (laughs) 
nobody's sitting in the circle, right? And that's okay. We don't expect them to at that age. But, you know, we want to redirect and have it be a great experience for the parents too. Simply taking a breath, maybe placing my hand on my heart, maybe feeling my body on the earth, right? My feet, my tailbone, whatever's touching down and connecting to that makes a big difference when I open my mouth and I start to sing. And I totally love, Marsha, what you were saying about the waltz meter. So in my classes, that waltz, that triple meter, that flowing, expressive space and time of grouping things in triple meter is very connected to that heart chakra, that heart center, the middle of all of our seven chakras, right? The center of it all. And hearing that heartbeat, feeling that heart space, moving our bodies in triple meter is a really important part of um, classes and connecting. So I'm sorry, I can't even remember what your question was, but I, obviously <laughs> you're sparking so many great ideas. What do I do? Yes, all of that. And I don't know why, but I know it works. Like that's really, that's really the bottom line. It doesn't have to be perfect. Sing, do your stuff. It's going to be great. Yeah. That's so funny. I also play the flute. And so you're like vocalizing oh, cool. a lot of things I've thought, but hadn't put in words before. Aww. So that was neat to hear. Yeah. yeah. Well, when we come back, we are going to continue this conversation with our panel of guests. We are continuing our discussion on frequencies with experts, Dr. Val and Marsha and our moms, Cheryl and Sunny. So Sunny, I know it's been a while since you've had little babies, but as we've been talking, is there anything that sticks out to you as a way that you might've used frequencies in those early years without even knowing it? Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I was a flute player too. Yes. So there's something in the water. <laughs> There's something that drew us all to the flute. I don't know what it is. I'm sure Marsha and Dr. Val know. I don't know, though. I don't know. I wanted to play the flute, too, but I couldn't because of the, the shape of my mouth. It, I couldn't do the flute, so I had to play clarinet novo. But I was attracted to the flute as well. Dr. Val, I'm coming out. I'll show you how to play. It's not that hard. Okay. I also play piccolo, which is not a frequency that my child enjoys oh, yeah. or my dog. So. Exactly. Um, All right. I got to pitch in here and say I play the flute as well, flute and piccolo. I played in the United amazing. States Marine Corps Band. Oh, amazing. What are the odds? That's hysterical. Okay. So yeah, I, think the, I think the breath association is really important. Because, you know, we, we unconsciously breathe most of the time. But then when you get into a meditative practice, the whole thing's about the breath. That's how you learn to meditate. You just listen to your own breath. And you start to understand the importance of breath. And you can heal yourself from all kinds of stuff, you know, respiratory stuff like the flu in an hour by using your breath. So I think that the breathy essence of the flute just appeals to us naturally. Any kind of flute, not just the the normal metal instruments you see in the band, but also like the um, the Native American flute. There's just something about it, you know. It's just so haunting and so so um, connecting. I guess is what I would say about it. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I took us on a sidebar, didn't I? That was yeah. No, you're good. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts? Yeah. So as far as what I did naturally with my children, the first thing that comes to mind is the skin to skin, because 
you know, that brings the baby close to your chest, right? And it kind of ties into the whole, you know, hearing the heartbeat. Um, I would talk to my babies in utero. So before they were even born, especially my girls, I have a a set of twins. Uh, I would talk to them all the time. I had a feeling that that I was pregnant with twins before I even knew. I just knew something was going on down there. So I started talking to them right away. Um, yeah, it's that communication. It's, and and so much of it is just that nonverbal. Um, and then like in my family, we're big cuddlers. (laughs) Like we all cuddle together. My kids and I, we just, you know, we'll lay on the couch and just hold each other. So all of that has, you know, kind of continued. I was talking before we actually hit the record button. Now I didn't do this so much with my children. I really wish I would have. I think I was just, Oh my gosh, because I had so many kids in such a short period of time, I think I was just trying not to pull my hair out. But now, now that my kids are a little bit older, um, I sing and I sing to my dog. I sing to plants. I sing sing to, I was saying earlier, I I prefer singing to inanimate, well, not not that animals are inanimate, but like objects and things like, you know, plants and whatever, as opposed to singing to people. And so um, I've started to do that a little bit more with my kids, but now they're like, mom, stop it, you know? Um, So those are some of the things that naturally, you know, kind of came to me, you know, as my kids were growing up. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we've kind of already mentioned, you know, Dr. Val and Marsha that frequencies also have healing as well as calming and soothing benefits. So can you talk more about that for our parent listeners? Sure. You know, sometimes when you, when your baby's screaming, it's very difficult for to keep yourself centered. And the frequencies can actually heal the body. We spoke briefly about the sulfeggio frequency of uh, 528 as being the one that we call uh, the miracle frequency. That science has even shown that it heals the DNA and heals it goes into the DNA blueprint. Uh, we can also use frequencies uh, use these frequencies consciously by getting a set of tuning forks. Those Selfeggio tuning tuning forks are readily available that you can just uh, hit the tuning fork and have the sound, and the baby will be will just go into a state of awe with this tuning fork listening. And you can get tuning forks that you use either off the body or on the body directly. And when you use the tuners directly on the body, they create nitric oxide within the body. And this is, uh, it helps the nervous system and it has very many uh, benefits to have the nitric oxide. And if we go even further, there are technologies like what we call the Rife machine, which heals disease, heals illness, and sets up a frequency in such a way that it creates a resonance or it creates a, a frequency that is out of phase of one that is uh not desirable, like for instance, you have a virus, a bacteria, a cancer cell, that kind of thing. The Rife machine will create a frequency that will null that out. And so this is a technology that's uh, beginning to come to the forefront again and had been kind of uh, buried for years. And so there are instruments like uh, what we call the Spooky 2, which is which is called that for because it's based on Einstein's uh, theory of a spooky action at a distance or quantum entanglement. So the theory of frequencies and healing goes into a uh, very deep and very many different kinds of techniques to use with people. But uh, like you say, if you can be centered and use the voice and toning 
that that's hard to beat. I'd like to add too that with the toning, a lot of people don't know what that means. And yeah, we have different instruments to do that. And I've used the tuning forks and and the solfeggio frequencies and the rife and all that kind of stuff too, because it's it's just a kick in the pants, you know. <laughs> it's great to be able to use that stuff. But a lot of people, you know, they they hear, oh, you should ohm, and they have no idea how to do that. And they're embarrassed to do it. So what I can say is if you want to try toning with your own voice, go sit in the closet and or in the shower. It's going to get louder in the shower, though. And just start kind of doing the ohm. You'll know that you've hit it right when what comes out of your mouth is a bell tone. And it takes a little while to get to that, you know, and it takes getting past, you know, how loud should I do this and, you know, how long should I hold it? And it is a breath exercise as well. So it's going to increase your lung capacity by doing this stuff, which is very helpful. But you will find that when you hit that bell tone, it it oscillates naturally on its own. You're not doing it. It just happens. And if you're really good at it, you'll break it into three tones. So there we go with the tripartite tone again. And it just happens naturally. Every human can do it that has vocal cords. You know, obviously, if you can't speak or can't sing or anything, then yeah, that's a little hard to, to manage. But the thing is that most humans have this capability. Why do we have that capability if we're not supposed to use it? And if you can do this ohm to the point where you get those bell tones that come out and you can get the tripartite tone happening, I think you could probably heal just about anything. I mean, I haven't tested this out, so I couldn't really tell you for sure. Marcia, you might know <laughs> more about what's, what's possible with that. But I can tell you that it's a pretty amazing state that a lot of omers don't get to because they don't know it exists. So this is everybody's big chance to find out if you can do this or not. <laughs> Great. This has been <laughs> fascinating to me because I myself was a newbie to this topic. Um, so I just was curious, are there any last thoughts from the group before we wrap up? I would like to teach people the simple way to tell with their own bodies if something's good for them or not, or the baby. It's quite simple. And basically what you do is you take a deep breath and you center your consciousness down to your heart. So for those of you that aren't used to meditating, it's really easy. Just think in your heart, you know, just see, kind of visualize, you know, that, okay, now I'm going to move my consciousness down to my heart. Take a few breaths and just feel your heart beat. And then ask your heart a question, a yes or no question. Very simple. Like, is this good for me? And then wait to feel in your heart. And if the tone that you're listening to or the music that you're listening to is good for you, you'll feel like a lightning, like a, an uplifting, uh, maybe even a flip of joy if it's really good. And then you know that, yes, that's a yes answer. And you can use this for all sorts of other things too, by the way. And if you get a no answer, things are going to feel tight. And you're going to feel like a little anxious and kind of, ugh. Okay, that's a no. So practice that because you take your heart with you every place you go. So that's something that you don't have to go out and buy. You don't have to learn how to use some new technology with it. It's yours. So just start practicing doing that. And if you have any questions, you know, you can tag me or any of the other people on the chats that 
that know how to do this. And don't be afraid to practice, okay? Because this is the best way to tell. You know, unless you're going to run around with a meter and you can tell exactly what frequency something is and you want to go through learning all this stuff, or you want to call up Marsha and ask her. You know? yeah. <laughs> and I would have to do that too, let me tell you. Basically, I, I would have to be asking Marsha about, you know, the, the proper tones that we're looking for. But with this, you can tell for yourself. So practice that. And then you'll you'll have confidence. You'll get more and more confidence as you do it. Okay? That's great advice. Yeah, thanks. Dr. Val, can I pop in here? This is Cheryl. Absolutely. And when you were talking about coming down into your heart space, I just, I love that. I had a dear friend who taught me years ago, um, before I had started uh, meditating, this was years and years ago, and I was having trouble. I was struggling with that a little bit. And she encouraged me to put one hand like, over my heart and one hand on my low belly and relaxing my upper body and doing that and breathing really helped me access that for the first few times. And I highly recommend if anybody's struggling coming into that heart space, just give that a try. One hand over the heart, one on the belly. And I don't know why that works. I'm sure Marsha would know. <laughs> Maybe Dr. Val too. Yeah. If I could speak to this, it's, it's, it's really important. Yeah. To, to come from the heart and you just have to think about the heart and put your consciousness there and think of someone that you love. Think of the love that you have for your baby, and that and that will bring you bring you right there. But it's 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 a really important aspect of our consciousness is that we always come from our heart. Yeah, that's great. I had a quick anecdote I would love to share and a resource that people can find if if that's okay. Of course. I homeschooled my boys for years and years when they were young. Um, one of my sons is neurodivergent, and so it just fit us better to homeschool. I didn't plan to homeschool, but it, we kind of fell into that, and it worked for us, and we loved it for years. Um, but in that homeschool group, you know, it was a wide range of ages and families and backgrounds, and we were kind of wild, you know, <laughs> out in nature kind of homeschool group, right? So once in a while, we would want to come together, and the parents, instead of, you know, yelling across the field or whatever, we would start singing a song by Sarah Dan Jones. It's called The Meditation on Breathing. And it's basically just on one tone. You could, you know, find find the right tone if you want to. Um, you know, that middle C or a lowered A for, you know, 432 hertz would be great if you can find it. And it's just breathe in, breathe out. And that's literally all it is. Breathe in, breathe out, but slower and slower every time. And the grown-ups forming that circle of energy and sound. And the children would come and join the circle in their own time, in their own peaceful way. And it was such a beautiful space that we created together with that vibration. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Cheryl. Thank you so much to all of you, our panel of guests, Dr. Val, Marsha, Cheryl, and Sunny, who joined us for this episode today. Be sure to check out newmommymedia.com where we have all of our podcast episodes, plus videos and more. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Newbies. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for expecting parents, Parent Savers for moms and dads with toddlers, The Boob Group for moms who give breast milk to their babies, and Twin Talks for parents of multiples. Thanks for listening to Newbies, your go-to source for new moms and new babies.
This has been a new Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.